Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. And lo, the Lord looked down, and the Lord said, Hey, you know what? That Crispin Glover guy is pretty good. And also, that Dominic Jackson lady is pretty good. But you know what would be great? Little Danny Trejo up in here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the Lord said, Yeah, that would be Let there be good. Danny Trejo. Let there be Danny Trejo. And there was Danny Trejo on the latest episode of American Gods Conscience of the King. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And as usual, spoiler alert warning here, we're not going to talk about every single thing that happened in this week's episode of American Gods. We're going to talk about the highlights. 90% of it, I think, is going to be about Danny Trejo. Yeah. I'm not 100% yeah. sure. Yeah. But well, here, let, me ki- let me kick off the, um, the full <laughs> Ice Cube Trejo of the episode here. Um, when do you think he signed the contract to appear in the show? While he was sitting there? And then the cameras were like, all right, now you're Mr. World. I'll take it one step further. I think he was there anyway. They're like, oh, all right, just start rolling. Let's see what happens. Maybe they ordered his tacos for craft service, and they're like, hey, while you're in here, do you mind just... You know, jump he delivers in. them personally. It's, and for those of you who don't know, Danny Trejo runs like a pretty sick taco spot out in L.A. Um, that's what uh, Pete's referencing. I've gotten, oh, yeah. I've eaten there. Yeah, How is I it? do wonder. So, broad st- first broad strokes about the episode. Then we'll get back to mostly talking about Danny Trejo. A bunch of stuff as usual going on here with Mister Wednesday, which seems to be the main thrust of the plot. He's trying to woo Demeter. He's trying to get her back. We've been certainly speculating about whether it's romance based or whether it's monetarily based slash new gods old god war based. Turns out it's a little bit of all of that actually. By the end of the episode, uh, as Demeter dissolves into a bunch of Leaves and birds. Uh, his brother Tyr comes yeah. back. We get a lot of their backstory from the Revolutionary War about what went on with the three of them, and some emotional truths come to light. Meanwhile, Shadow Moon has that long-awaited conversation with Laura. Doesn't last very long, surprisingly. Yeah. And no. then Shadow so goes off on a bunch of that. other adventures. He meets an old friend in Sam Blackrow, who shows up. Turns out to be the sister of the landlord. He continues his romance with the landlord. Dances to a little poison halfway through the poison. episode. Poison. Did not pop, see pop, that pop. coming. That I great. sort of feel like, just to t- stop myself here in the middle of this recap, this is probably Pete's favorite episode, right? There were cars. There was Danny Trejo. There, there was wasn't enough cars to okay. make it, uh, you know. 
Wow. I mean, we Pete, had, like, for you to complain, atmos- this episode was truly dedicated to all the Pete Pages out there. Like, you had to like this episode. <laughs> oh, you got, I loved it. You got a, a, moon, a moon family rejection. You got Shadow Moon be, being in, like, a late 90s Hanes commercial, essentially, um, <laughs> in the middle of that episode. This is a Pete episode. It, Absolutely. It was. So, I mean... But my favorite so far has been the episode that was mainly about the car. So, you know, that's a hard act to follow. Yes, absolutely. We all 100% agree with that. Meanwhile, Laura goes off into her own storyline. She's still gunning straight for Wednesday, teaming up with Celine. By the end of the episode, Mr. Trejo recruits her. Probably to deliver tacos, but not 100% sure. I guess we can speculate about that. Uh, and I feel like there's a third storyline that I'm probably missing, but that's kind of the main things that are going on. Oh, yeah, I guess the, all the stuff in Lakeside is still going on. Allison is still missing. The town is spiraling out of control. Hinselman kind of gets them back in control by the end of the episode, much to the sheriff's chagrin. But there is stuff going on there and certainly hints about what's going to happen going forward. So that all said... Do we want to chat about the oh the technical boy thing? Right, because yeah. technical boy is dealing with the fact that he's feeling emotions for the first yeah. time. Love, what is this thing? What and he are needs, emotions? Yes, he needs to find something called Artifact One that is going to help him analyze these human emotions he's feeling for the first or probably second time. Mister World knows exactly where they are, and a big revelation here. Seems like Mr. World is working for somebody else. He calls his boss in this episode. Yeah. So yeah. what's going on there? What's happening? Lots to digest. But let's start with Mr. Trejo slash World. Okay. What are your thoughts well, on that? I mean, obviously, if it's Danny Trejo, he's probably on the phone with the giant taco, you know, <laughs> who's like calling all the shots. Uh the thing, I mean, obviously the cat. Let's, let's first let's let that settle. In. I love the fact. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Justin. I love the idea that in Pete's mind, who runs a taco place? A giant taco. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It's a Burger King. There's a Ronald McDonald who's mm-hmm. a clown made of cheese. It's uh, like one of those pigs outside a barbecue place that's eating its own stomach very uh, happily. Same sort of deal. Um. Besides, like we, there are two ways to, to talk about Danny Trejo uh, jumping in here as Mister World. One, all the weird casting shit that's happened on this show, where they're like, "All right, psych." They're through. leaning into it. Call yeah, the like, next person. Um, hey, uh, hey, a list agent. Who else you got sitting around? Um, <laughs> the weirdest part to me, and we talked about this a little bit with uh, Dominique Jackson to Crispin Glover, but it's even more prominent here. Bringing Danny Trejo, there doesn't feel like there's any thought put to having a continuity of performance. It's just these actors coming in, doing their thing, doing it well. Yeah. But we had two seasons of Crispin Glover, who is so weird. The fact that Dominique Jackson came in and did something completely different, and Danny Trejo, to your point, Justin, just comes in and sits down on set and does his Danny Trejo thing, which is great. Yeah, Always you watch fun to see mouth. him. But it doesn't feel like Crispin Glover. It doesn't feel like Dominic Jackson. It is very hard to hold on to what this character is at this point. Well, let me throw out the way I uh, was rationalizing it. For the seasons leading up to this, you have Crispin Glover, who's sort of the sit back, like, I'm strategic. I I'm, I'm have this all under control. Um, then this season, you, you flip over to Ms. World, and she's like, all right. Let's fucking do this. Much more aggressive. And that comes through in the performance because the situation, the war is getting more dire. They need to act a little faster and harder. And then in this episode, we switch to Danny Trejo, who uh, the second Mr. World, who's like, uh, 
you know, he's going to go fight someone. Yeah, like, he's going to get it done. If you're, you know, ramping up, the next level is Danny Trejo level, which means it's fucking go time. And I don't know if I'm doing their work for them by uh, putting that together, but because I do think they should nod to it a little bit more. Like, I think we should, if we're going to cast Danny Trejo, put him in, like, get him ready to fight. If that's the idea here, that we're getting closer to the fight, then he should be, his wardrobe should reflect that, or he should um, have uh, like uh, battle armaments going on or, or something like that. Well, I think we'll get there. First, you know, the transformation into the Trejo just means it's really close to go time. And then he'll uh, hopefully will suit up uh, either heighten into somebody who is more crazy than Dr- D- Danny Trejo, which I can't imagine. Who's but, that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But then John Cena. Yeah, that, mm. that would be something along that guy, like The Rock or something. A fully sure. oiled Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I did think about Arnold, but then I was like, I don't know if that's a step up from the Trejo. I feel like they're kind of similar levels. Interesting. Yeah. And you're basing this, when you're saying levels, you're talking about the hot sauce levels at Denny Trejo's taco restaurant, right? Oh, yeah, of course I am. Bottom level is Chris McGlover. Right up to the, after that, it's Dominique Jackson. Then you're at Danny Trejo level, mm-hmm. which is about even to oiled Schwarzenegger. Exactly. And, uh, honestly, anyone who walks in that restaurant knows exactly what those hot sauces mean. Yeah, huge American <laughs> God fan base um, at Trejo's restaurant. Uh, yeah, oh, I don't no, know. I, got I, I understand what you're saying, sauce. <laughs> but I mean, I got to say though, it has been fun. Like it, I mean, obviously, Crispin Glover is amazing. I love what uh, Jackson brought to it. But then also turning into Dre, who I was like, oh shit, this is crazy. This is. I thought it was such a fun choice of like. We're leveling up. No more of this putting up with people. It's like time to get out. I would would personally be much more on board with what you guys were saying if it felt like the new gods were doing anything this season. And maybe that's what we're getting towards. Certainly there's hints that they're working on this shard thing in this episode. I don't remember if we've heard about it before, though. It sounded familiar. I assume it's like their global social network, all computers type thing. But... So far this season, it's definitely felt like they're sitting on the sidelines. They're doing the 80s animated cartoon thing of sitting there going, soon, gadget, soon. And that's pretty much it. They haven't made any moves. Wow. I have heard a lot of shitty impressions from you, but that really just took me right back. Uh, It was really well done. It's a shame that's complimenting you. I fucking hate it. Yes. But that was really good. It's a shame that's not a more useful impression, Alex. It's really hard to find a good spot for that. It mostly only comes up on job interviews. Yeah. <laughs> Soon I will work here at this corporation. Last question before we let you go. Do you have a passable Dr. Claw? <laughs> People are like, oh, no. Hmm. All right, Elon Musk, I do. <laughs> that's the only person who would ever ask for that, by the way. Uh, the technical boy thing also feels like, uh, I don't know. I love him. I think he's great, but I'm not quite sure, 100% sure how he is fitting into the season at this point. And this whole artifact thing feels like, I don't know. It's a new piece of information that I'm not sure we necessarily need. I know I'm sounding very down on this. I like the individual elements, but I'm not 100% sure what it's amounting to as of yet. And then throwing in the fact that Mr. World is working for somebody is another thing that feels like it knocks him down a notch. Honestly, you sound like Penny when when Inspector Gadget does something stupid and she's disappointed Mm -hmm. in him. I do have a dog that helps me out in most things. (laughs) Not true. 
I thought you were going to talk about your... Anyways. All right. So I think that... Um, <laughs> My daughter named Petty? Yes, exactly. Who you named after the cartoon, which I think is really impressive. That's definitely not true. Yeah. Yeah. You it's named because... her after the, the currency and your son, yeah. Nickel. No, no. He named... We did briefly consider naming her Petty Nicole because we Ooh, thought that would be pretty wow. funny. But we decided don't give a child a funny name. Yeah. Uh, good. That's the first step in parenting is to not ruin your child's <laughs> life with a joke name. I thought it was because you have a giant penny in your uh, layer in your basement. Mm. Thank you for calling me Batman. Who do you think Mr. World works for? Who does number Don't two do work for? Don't do it. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it when I said it like that. <laughs> yeah, you, Alex, your impressions are slipping out of control. Um, you're like technical uh, you, you're, boy. Exactly, I was just going to say that. You're the technical boy for sort of mediocre uh, impressions. <laughs> Dad jokes, yeah. Um, I, this is a weird idea, but what if he works for Mr. Wednesday? That was where my mind certainly went. Wow. Which changes the show dramatically if that's mm-hmm. where they're going, but that certainly seems to be probably there, there's nobody else. Like he's not working for Mr. Universe or something like that. <laughs> oh I, man. Now that would be awesome. A oiled up dude who's maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, oh my god, him. didn't he actually win Mr. Universe? Yes, 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 what? yes he did. It's yeah. all working out. So I think that it's just one of those things where when it comes to the artifact thing and technical boy, because he got his powers maybe from a steampunk robot, that this artifact is going to be a little bit more of his origin of like how he actually got these technical powers. Oh, like a rock'em sock'em robot. Yeah. Yeah. The original technology. Oh, Let's move man. over and talk about Laura because... Why? Again... <laughs> <laughs> She's great. Shut up, Pete. I Love her. was surprised how short this conversation was with Laura and Shadow, personally. Well, they I put was to happy. rest. Any happy. of the any of the Shalora shippers um, are down and out after this uh, because Shadow is not <laughs> interested. Why would he be? I've never seen someone put down the X in front of the new girlfriend as hard uh, as this happened in this You got to let... A new girl know like, hey, listen, none of my bullshit is going to interfere with this. I'm not even interested in this lady. Um, we're still good. I thought that I thought he handled it very well. I did love the exchange in front of Marguerite. Uh, I think I got this right, where he called Laura his late wife and then yes. she corrected him as <laughs> ex-wife. That was very, very funny. funny. I, I like this scene, and I think Laura looks looked amazing coming through this scene and coming out of it. She's like, "Okay, dude, I'm not. I'm just trying to get my revenge thing. I've moved on to a an, a box of ashes that used to be a leprechaun, <laughs> so I don't need this shit." Um, well, no, I thought it was a short conversation because she's like, "Hey, I want to kill your father," and he's like, "No, you can't. It's my father." And she's like, "Okay, fine," and was like, "I'll come up with a different way to do it." Well, but I do think we got some while they were when they were first we first saw the scene, there were some flickers of Laura um, and how they all got here. Like, I think we were seeing their relationship and sort of testing if there are any feelings left. And it felt like the answer was solidly no on both sides. Yeah, which was great. But I I think the sort of other side of this scene was the scene when Laura gets back to the um, hotel room with Celine. Salim's being talked to by his TV. Weird. And Which he's like, she doesn't believe at all. Like, all the crazy shit that's happened to her. She's dead. Come back. She was in some kind of limbo lobby area. But, oh, Salim says, hey, the TV's talking to me. And she's like, no, you're out of your mind. Like, what the fuck, Laura? 
Um, yes, uh, weird oversight. But I think the point of it was he's like you. She's like you have to move on from the gin and just find a new love in your life. Find a new life. And he's like, sure. And then the box of ashes almost falls off the the desk yeah. and she holds it. So she's still – clearly the idea here is that her feelings are for Mad Sweeney and she's going to do whatever she can to get him back. Well, it's just don't take advice from Laura. Just okay. Don't. The main thing that I took away from it, uh, my main reaction – I agree with you, Justin. I think your take is absolutely right. But I also thought – it was kind of funny that she's like, I can't let go of this box of leprechaun ashes, which yeah. granted, same, it's got a gold if, coin in it. If I was, if I had a ba- box of leprechaun ashes, I'd take it with me everywhere and I'd show it to everybody. A hundred percent. It makes Guinness taste amazing. Oh with my God. Sprinkle of leprechaun Put a little ash. sprinkle of that on chicken. Oh. That's good no, stuff. Good. No, Very that's good. awful. Mm-hmm. You guys are cannibals. Eh. Uh, so, is it count to be a cannibal if you eat a leprechaun? Yes. I don't think so. Yeah. They're not the I, same species. They're not the same species. Oh, yeah. come on. They're mostly made of what? Candy and gold coins? I believe of <laughs> rainbows. <laughs> I think so. You can eat a rainbow. <laughs> it was like that old song from the 60s. You can eat a rainbow. What are you singing? <laughs> oh, okay. That was it. <laughs> it's a short. Back then, it was a short. Very short song. Back in those days, they hadn't invented more than one line for a song. Well, records are much shorter than your compact discs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're ready to record, and we're done. <laughs> Print it. <laughs> uh, let. Uh, what else should we talk about? Since we mentioned Shadow, why don't we talk about the rest of his stuff? Uh, because I thought Shadow was great in this episode. Uh, in fact, when we got to the poison dancing scene, and we've been kind of getting here anyway. Put Ricky, Ricky Whittle needs to be in a rom com. Like, this guy has been on yeah. the 100. It was apparently treated very poorly there. Clearly, American Gods has been fraught the entire time. Just like put him in a Netflix rom com movie. That's where he needs to be because he is so charming and so funny and it's so great when he smiles. And that came through that scene. Great. Yeah. We, we don't get to see that enough on that show, this show for obvious reasons, but it's a delightful when it does happen. Yeah, I mean, I agree. He was – this whole thing in this, in an episode which, uh, that was about like how romance is so uh, arch and constructed for a lot of these characters. And then you cut into this scene where he's painting his apartment for no reason. He's renting it. He doesn't yeah. need to paint it. Yeah, um, He's there on assignment. There's no reason for him to be like, <laughs> I'm going to settle down and I need this wall to be maroon or whatever. And he's pink. got poison turned way up. Uh, it's not pink. It is salmon. Actually. Salmon mist is what salmon it officially mist, was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which sounds gross. Yeah. Like, think about sorry. how you got that salmon mist. That's an exploded oh, salmon right there. No. Yeah. I mean, you live on a lake, you're going to paint with fish. That was a song from the 50s. I got to say, uh, though. Hold that, on, hold on, hold on. Let me uh, finish. Boom, um, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> live on a lake, <laughs> got to paint oh, with fish. God. And that's a wrap. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> We're halfway to an album. <laughs> uh, he so he's there he's painting in his underwear music mm-hmm. turned way up his girlfriend sort of is his landlord like he's asking for it he's asking for her to come in there yeah. and catch him what she did it worked perfectly it, she thought it was adorable it was great but what i want to talk about was how sick that boom box was did you see the size of that thing it was glorious i mean come on that thing had to take like 40d batteries Oh man! I wish he would have put it up over his shoulder. It was it was ginormous. Hey Pete, I loved you know what else takes forty Ds? You know what? Else, you know I don't know what else takes forty Ds. Don't be gross. Don't be gross. 
Pete, another boombox. You never nice. You never fail to talk about something that has nothing to do with the story of the show. It's well, amazing, so, and I will say that though sometimes you do chance upon something that does matter. One out of every fifty, so we have to listen to all of them. <laughs> well, for example, you didn't mention this here, Pete, but I think the important detail that gets gets brought up by Marguerite, the landlord, is the fact that. This is from Hinselman. The boot box is from Hinselman. The batteries are from Hinselman. She owns all of the buildings in town. Clearly, by the end, she is running things as she has been doing the entire time. So lots of stuff going on with Hinselman. And I, I do think that's the detail that you kind of need to hang on to with the scene and why that's there to begin with. Yeah, I think what she's doing is similar to how she's killing cars. She's putting people out in the ice and then they fall through and die. I mean, that, I don't know what her deal is, but it's got to be it. Hmm. Uh, interesting. Whatever her, she's she maintains control of the town. They're about to slip into sort of mob mentality about the missing girl. Well, because the they all eat pasties, and that's how they're under control. Yeah, there's something in the food. Soylent Green is people. Um, friendly pasties are also people. Um, I think uh, she's she's clearly orchestrating everything in the same way that Mr. Wednesday's orchestrating so much of the stuff going on in his side of the story. And I do find it interesting that Wednesday was orchestrating Shadow's life for every other episode up until he got to Lakeside, and now he's suddenly hands-off. But still, Shadow's moving forward doing things. I think Hinzelman has taken over for Wednesday in the manipulation game. Mm. Interesting. I did Have like it. that m- moment of uh, Moonshadow standing in the uh, shadow of the moon there and enjoying the lovely light show. I thought that was very uh, mystical and fun. That was nice. This was a big episode for me, seeing characters that I wrote down, like, it's Derek. Who's who's Derek? Because <laughs> I don't hey, was Derek? that uh, was that Mar- Marguerite's son? Was that the deal at the end there? Still uh, the yes. Okay. Uh, I believe so. He runs out, uh, drops a jumps off of his porch roof like a baller. Yeah. Like does it just drops one's full story. Yeah. Um drops a bag with a bra in it. Um, that Shadow pulls out, and then the weirdest transition of the whole series will happen there, where the bra <laughs> holes grew in it, and it became a bee. <laughs> Did you? That was That's that never was happened so, to you. That was so weird to me. When you're hooking up with a girl, you take your bra off. Suddenly, it's a letter B. Alex, and you're just like, a little, oh shit, I'm on Sesame Street. <laughs> I don't want to Mister Wednesday you, but um, when you, once the bra comes off, let the bra go. You don't need to hold on to it. If, you're, if there's some sort of romance the happening. The not the important part. The, the bra's not back? the important part. Huh? What if she needs it back? Now, uh, again, I think that's a good concern. Like, don't destroy it. Um, like, don't turn it into a beat. But again, I think gently set it aside and get back to yeah. whatever. It's um, always whatever. weird when uh, a girl's like, hey, Alex, what are you doing with my bra? And you're sitting there with scissors turning it into a beat. Yeah, I'll destroy this thing. It's dirty yeah, little Lord, thing. I, I need to spell a couple of other words. <laughs> you're uh, spelling anyway. I love you in my bra, my underbra and underwear. So there was that moment. There was also the Sam Blackcrow moment, who I remembered later, but when he recognized her, I was like, uh, it has been too many episodes. I do not remember this character yes. at all. Um, but it was nice seeing her again, and I did like the fact that they didn't go for the typical, I'm going to blow up the surprise in front of my sister thing. Um, their conversation at the end, I thought, was really nice. All of the stuff at Lakeside, all the stuff with Shadow Moon this episode, I enjoyed quite a bit. 
Yeah, I agree. And we aren't we still don't know a lot of what the sort of overarching mystery here is. But it's yeah, becoming I'm, clear all the threads, every character is entangled with every other character uh, more and more every episode. And it feels like this is all a game that I think we got to think that Wednesday is at the top of. And he's doing this for a purpose um, that only serves him. He's creating a war. If what we were saying earlier about he's actually in charge of the new gods, he's creating this fight for some reason um, that is in service of him and him alone. Well, uh yeah, so that's usually how things work. It'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. But I also am because you guys are so were so hyped about Lakeside. I'm anxious about Lakeside because I was like, all right, why did these guys care so much about? Oh man, it's so great they're in Lakeside. Lakeside's where all the shit goes down, and nothing has happened in Lakeside, and nobody's dealing with the car on the ice, and it's driving me fucking crazy. Yeah, no one's dealing with it. You wait, Pete. I promise that's going to be a huge, huge part of the story. It fucking because, better be. Because when you live on a lake, you got to paint with fish. <laughs> oh, that's a wrap. Track three. Uh, sorry, uh, that, I think track two and track three are very similar. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no going backwards. We make records. They're permanent. Um, I did uh, the, think one, the, the one other detail that I think people should hang on to, and Pete, maybe you want to hang on to you because it was on a car, but as Sam Blackrow was driving away, there was a little decal on her dashboard that said Lakeside Thunderbirds, which we've seen talk of a Thunderbird. We've kind of seen a shadow of a Thunderbird over the lake. It's all coming together. Yes. I hope so. Let's talk about Demeter and Wednesday because that was the bulk of the episode. I thought this was great. Uh, it's just I, you have a bunch of amazing actors all working together. That's what American Gods is at the best of its abilities, doing this really emotional story about Tyr and Odin and Demeter. Um, I really like the storyline across the board. I thought it really worked. I really liked it. I also liked the mini relationship between the pottery class and, and the kind of like assistant dude. I thought that was cool, too, of like uh, kind of foreshadowing or, or t- showing a little bit of their young love, which we kind of found out about their their origin story of love. But I really like Demeter as far as like as a character. Sometimes what happens is like, oh, we have the main character and even though he's a dick, she's still going to like go on his side and help him out, even though there's no way in real life somebody would do that. I was very happy with Demeter sticking to her choices, sticking to her guns and being like, Dude, you're still a piece of shit, and just because you have momentary niceness doesn't mean I'm gonna I'm gonna believe you at all. And I, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree. I would rather float away and turn into flower mist than to deal with Wednesday's bullshit again. You know? Wow. I mean, I've had so many breakups where at the end of it, the girl just turns into flowers and dust and stuff. Yeah, yeah same with me, except it was salmon mist and it was gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the what's worst that scent you're wearing? <laughs> Nothing, uh, wh- I'll tell you later. What's wrong with Alex? I don't know. Smell the air, salmon <laughs> mist. I think she broke up with him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love the way that this season they're they're using the cold open stuff to actually tie into the episode. I think it's sort of showing again how everything's coming together. Um, I also like that Wednesday is the unreliable narrator of this cold open. He sets himself yeah. up to be this like uh, put upon hero who's really been through it. And we learned throughout the story and the shadow play, which was very well 
the oh, staged? Man. Like yeah. what stagecraft? What dramaturgy? Like who is this guy? He's got everything. He's the god of. He's the all father, but he's also the like theater major. Yeah, it was Am impressive. Right? The lighting, the uh, the kind of metalwork being the thunder was great. Yeah, it was really impressive. Um, but I do think, I think at the end of this, Demeter does tear in the scene where tear. Uh, Tear shows up at the uh, at the play, which is great. And then he bails because he's got to get back to that tooth shit. Oh, he loves uh, teeth, man. He can't he be away from teeth. his teeth for too long. I'm the same way with teeth. Um, then, uh, <laughs> then um, <laughs> come we on have Tuesday. This, come on, yeah. Then we have this uh, love triangle scene in the in the garden area where I think it's clear Demeter does love. Um, Mr. Wednesday above tier and knows mm-hmm. that they're sort of inevitable. And that's why when they're talking later in the scene and he's like, yep, we're going to go beat the new gods. And she's like, oh, same old shit. Yeah, so she's like, show. she dusts. <clears throat> she dusts and birds her way out of the situation. I love that moment. I love that moment of Wednesday clearly caring about her, her caring about him and then him as usual, taking it one step too far, and she realizes, like you said, things are never going to change. I thought that was really good. I'm surprised but, you didn't bring up Hamlet, Justin. Mm. Very disappointed. The play's the thing which I'll catch the conscience of the king, which the episode takes its title from. Uh, nice. and wow, I really? Tell really? wow. I will say, Alex, I did wow, see you Googling that. I did nuts. see you I Googling. to make sure I had it right. I, I did like, see you Googling no, it one minute ago, so don't like, rub it too hard into my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why I Googled it? Because I thought the quote was, the play's the thing which will catch the conscience of the king, but it's actually I'll catch the conscience of the king. So I wanted to double check before I said nice. it on a podcast. Thanks for blowing up my spot. Well, well you, you blew up my it. spot pretty hard. And yeah, that's the thing did. with blowing up spots is it's contagious, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you end up with a bunch of clouds of salmon mist everywhere in town. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's man. right. Uh, <laughs> no, there's a salmon mist quote. rolling, rolling, rolling through town. Oh, sorry, I wasn't hitting record on that one. <laughs> well, I'll uh, try to do it again. There's nope, a- no time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I really did like how sad Wednesday was at the window. That moment of like, oh, hey, where is she? Oh, she's outside. And you could just like feel the tension of that. And then when we kind of see her, it's like, oh, it doesn't look like she's coming back. And she all portrayed that very much in her face and how things... I, I was really impressed with that moment. Also really impressed with like Wednesday's reaction with that as far as like, sure, he wanted something from her. Yes, he has goals. But if like all the way through, he was still trying to be like, but the love is real. I made mistakes. I'm very sorry. You know, I, and that's what was nice about it. It wasn't. Yes, he has the agenda of trying to. Uh, save the old gods, but uh, he feels like he has to do that anyway. And so, like, he wanted her along for the fight. But, um, yeah, it was just tough because it, it was, it, it, I felt like the actors, like uh, Zelvin was saying, really did an amazing job in that instance. Uh, yeah, it was fun. He was doing a victory lap around the retirement home, just being like, hey, keep it fresh. Oh, stay cool, dude. Uh, you'll be, you're going to work it out. And then shit blows up right in front of his face. It was very fun. Good stuff. Before we wrap up here, I feel like we covered a lot of the episode, but any other moments either of you wanted to call out? Anything from the old notes? Ah, the notes. Uh, No, I mean, I think um, I just... Oh, sorry. Yes, go ahead. 
Yeah, Pete, what, um, is, is there an answering machine that really draw your, drew your attention at one point? Well, uh, no, but it's funny you said the – I thought it was hilarious that Wednesday was rocking Ugg boots in the kind of old folks' home. I thought that was a fun, like, I'm going crazy type of moment thing. But also the way he talked about the art of love was very interesting. Like, he is a scam artist, but he also kind of believes in it. So it was, I love the duality of that and like the whole those worthy of love and like kind of giving this kid a, a little bit of a pep talk and getting him on the right track. He is horrible, but he does have moments of goodness. What is love but the greatest scam of all? I'm a sociopath. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did like the line, I don't need drugs, I am drugs. Yeah, that was a great line. Good little moment. Before we wrap up then, who is worthy of your worship this episode? Justin, why don't we start with you? I mean, I want to give it up for... Laura Moon in the scene where she um, she sees Shadow again. She Shadow is doing the biggest like sitcom goof around moment, uh, like very friends mid-series friends shit where two girls are there and he's like uh, uh, and she's just like all right dude whatever i'm i got my own business i'll see you later i really like the way she's positioned right in the season and i'm excited to she feels like the only one who's truly like uh has free play on the board everyone else feels like they're already in their positions and um and she's the only one who has true autonomy Great. Pete, You're a you? fucking piece of shit for saying that. <laughs> well, thank you for horrible. the assault of emoji reaction while I was trying disagree. to talk. Thumbs way down, bro. Oh my god. Please stop using emojis on Skype. <laughs> what who's wor- worthy of your worship? Who are you worshiping this episode? Danny motherfucking Trejo is worth yeah. worthy. Um I never knew how glorious it was going to be until he showed up and it all it all became a better show just by his presence. Great. I am going to give it up for Shadow Moon this episode. As mentioned, I thought he was so much fun. Ricky Whittle was having, clearly having a great time this episode. Even if he was in a lot of sitcom plots, I think that's exactly where he should be. He is thriving there. And I'm having a great time watching it. I am also having a great time if you support us at patreon.com slash comic book club. Wait, wait. Do you, what? do you guys think if you hire him, it, like you get free tacos? Like, is that part of the deal? Like, I don't Why aren't more people hiring Danny Trejo? Like, you could get tacos and Danny Trejo. Mm, that's a great question. I, that giant taco who runs the company is a hard negotiator. Hard. Exactly. Al if you'd like to support our podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. Come hang out. We'll chat with you about American Gods, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show at a Godcast on Twitter, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, keep worshiping. <laughs> Gotta Just, find a better sign No, it's good. I think it's really good. What if it was more like a song? Just keep worship, worship, worshiping. Oh, we got it.